0: We have the hard work and dedication of agriculturalists to thank for just about everything around us, from the food we eat, to the clothes we wear, to the cars we drive. However, it's hard for most of us to know exactly what's happening on these farms and ranches. The reality is, the best way to learn about where your food comes from is by getting to know the people growing it. And I mean really getting to know them. On Feeding Dreams, we dig up what has planted the passion for agriculture in the hearts and minds of the men and women feeding the world. We'll hear some of their very best stories and learn how their involvement in the agriculture industry has cultivated them into the individuals they are today. Most importantly, we'll talk about how exactly consuming agricultural products like wearing cotton, drinking milk, or eating beef is feeding the dreams of American Agriculturalists. Last episode, we followed Reese all the way from his family's homestead on Mormon Row to him beginning to chase his own dreams in Idaho. This episode, we'll hear about some of the challenges Reese faced and how his pursuit to be a cattle rancher continues to impact the generations after him. After moving to Idaho, Reese ran the John Deere Hardware and Implement store, but it was no walk in the park.
1: First year and I made an awful lot of mistakes and very little money.
0: While running the John Deere Implement business, Reese was able to put the pilot's license he had earned while attending the University of Wyoming to good use.
2: In those days, what a fabulous tool that airplane was. Uh, He had the hardware store. You know, he sold a lot of equipment to Jackson Hole. But anytime they needed a part, you know, that they broke down, they'd call my father over in the And then we'd go out to the airport and pull our airplane out of the hangar and fire it up. And But if we were pressed for time that day, we'd just fly over, open up the door, and drop the parts out in the Hayfield Ranchers would be standing right there.
0: Considering the fact that it seems to cost an arm and a leg to get your Chick-fil-A nuggets delivered, I asked Ken how much they were able to make with this special delivery service. I think Ken's answer is pretty telling of the kind of guy Reese Chambers really was.
2: Times were different back then. Farmers really struggled, and they didn't have very big acreages. And I asked my dad one time, I said, when you come out and work on this equipment, dad, how much do you charge these guys? And my dad's comments was, "Hell, can you can't charge them? They barely afford the equipment that they bought.
0: (laughs) It was during his time running the John Deere Hardware and Implement Store that Reese met Roween Gasser.
2: And my mother's father had a little farm up in an area we call Darby.
0: Roween's father, Goldie, always sent her to pick up the parts.
2: She walked into that hardware store and there's a single cowboy working behind the desk and caught my father's attention immediately.
0: Reese started trying everything he could to win over roween
2: Like boys do, say all the right things to the girls. And uh, he wasn't very successful at first. So a week later, she come back in and my father was pretty persistent. Tried to get another date with uh, my mother, had a little bit more luck.
0: And the rest was history.
2: My dad just thought that my mother was the love of his life, and my father married my mother and she quit working on the farm and started working on the hardware business.
0: (laughs) Reese really enjoyed running the John Deere implement business, but just like his parents, his passion was cattle ranching.
2: Then later, you know, my dad's passion was farming, cattle, and ranching, had acquired enough uh, money to, to purchase 280 acres and then start raising having cattle himself.
0: Ken remembers from a very young age, taking the three-wheeler or golf cart between the hardware store and the ranch to help Reese with whatever he needed. At the hardware store, Ken would put lawnmowers together or work behind the counter. At the ranch, he would pitch in did check cattle, fix fence, move pipe, put up hay, and with whatever other work a cattle ranch demanded. But it was hard to make a living farming and ranching on the Denton place.
2: That it was a rocky, foul piece of ground that, you know, would never be conducive to raising cattle and doing what my father's passion was.
0: Reese headed to the north end of the valley where he acquired another ranch, the Phillips Place. This is where Reese and Rowan not only finished raising their kids, but lived out the rest of their lives. After moving on to the Phillips Place, Reese and Rowan sold the Denton Place. Later, they sold the John Deere Implement Store and the Phillips Place, except for their house, to buy the Latham Place. Quick disclaimer, farmers and ranchers love to refer to farms and ranches or tracts of land as the original owner's last name followed by place. For example, Reese sold the Joe Pfeiffer Place when he bought the John Deere Implement Store. He then bought the Denton Place and later the Phillips Place. He would end up buying the Latham Place after that. Anyway, we have finally reached the most important part of Reese's story as a cattle rancher and American agriculturalist. The Latham Place, or Diamond Bar Land and Cattle, was the ranch of Reese's dreams. It's the ranch that would mold his children, sculpt his grandchildren, and drastically impact his great-grandchildren. But that doesn't mean it was easy.
2: Uh, once they bought uh, the Diamond Bar Cattle Company, two years into it, his partner was struggling on his ranch. So my dad bought his 50% out. The only problem, he bought him out for $475 day. And now then it was about the time where interest rates were on a variable and they didn't really have a ceiling on them. So interest rates... Went to 14, 15, 16, 17%. You did about everything you could back in those days just to just raise enough cattle to maintain your interest rates. It was kind of a scary time for all farmers across the United States. My mother ended up having to go to town, get a job. It was tough. There We've seen some tough times.
0: Rowen worked just as hard on the ranch as she did in town.
2: And we always. Kind of joked and kidded that Grandma could actually outwork two good men. We thought, but Grandma was one of those that um, she had absolutely no quit in her whatsoever. She just just a very, very hardworking lady, and then go home and cook dinner for everybody that night when they showed up, and never complained.
3: She got up every morning, had coffee, fixed breakfast. I mean, she'd make enchiladas and roast and was just amazing all the time. And then where she found the time and energy, energy. <laughs> Mom and Jenna and I were there and decided that we are going to take on these traditions of grandma's jam and her pickled beets and her chili, and her sauce. chili sauce. And so we're like no big deal. Can't be that hard. Grandma used to do this in between working down at the ranch, you know, helping Harrow, working in town at the convenience store, all of this. So what's it, you know, how hard could it really be? Oh my word. How these women honestly did this canning and got everything done. This is a whole process, like a whole day. I could not believe how exhausted I was. And we had a full team. She did this all by herself. And then yet when we'd all come to the house would hand you out three jars of jam. I limited that stuff. Like there was no way in crap. You show me your empty
0: bottle before you get another one because that's a lot of work. Rowen worked hard in all aspects of her life, but she also made sure there was plenty of time for fun. As long as safety first.
3: Like when we were younger and stuff, we the amount of snow that we used to get we used to love to sled grandma would always tell us that it wasn't safe to pull it behind the car grandma would drive and grandpa would sit in the trunk of the car with it open and hold the rope to the sleigh as we drove down the road and got to sled on the way back to the house That way, you know, if she had touched the brakes or whatever, we he kept us from sliding under the car. But I'm sure that was quite a sight for anybody that passed, somebody driving, the other person's in the trunk of the car (laughs) pulling a couple kids on a sled. So
0: Reese, Rowen, their kids, and their grandkids all put everything they had into the diamond bar because it was their livelihood.
3: I've seen grandpa. On a calf that was born, that was like literally dead, I've seen him give the calf mouth to mouth and do CPR on a calf to bring it back alive. Did it work? It did. He lost his watch inside of the cow and trying to pull the calf, but he literally covered its nose and mouth. And with all that afterbirth and everything, he literally gave that calf mouth to mouth to bring it alive.
0: It was hard work on the ranch. And The family made some sacrifices,
1: too. Grandma and Grandpa never had the fancy cars. They always had the old cars. Don't forget. There was also the red truck that was held together by uh, baling twine, duct tape and a little bit of, you know barbed wire um, that had a hole in the floorboard, and there was always a big milk gallon of water. But that was not to drink, do not drink that water because that was for when the truck would start on fire to put out the fire so that we didn't burn. And so we'd be going down the road or you'd be going down the field and all of a sudden flames would come up and grandpa would grab the water and pour it on and off we went again. Reese
0: made some sacrifices to the tractors he used on the ranch as well.
1: Nowadays our tractors are much different. You have AC and heat And grandpa's AC was, he bought himself a new umbrella for his uh, swather and that was his new AC. The whole $15 for a new umbrella. Let me tell you, that made a big difference for the year. year Maybe he was a little
3: before his time. I mean, people pay hundreds of dollars now to go do this sweat yoga and stuff. (laughs) He used to sweat it out farming. So he he didn't know it, but he was setting a trend.
0: Rin, Reese and Rowan's daughter, remember her parents living frugally like this in all aspects of their lives. Grandma laughed
1: one time and she was so excited because they found her a new tractor seat. You know, the old, oh, old yeah. tractor, the seat was all worn out and bounced and grandpa had found her a different one. And I mean, that's kind of the way they lived. You, You were just thankful and happy for the little stuff and you didn't expect the big stuff.
0: Reese might have got the very most satisfaction out of raising grandkids on the Diamond Bar. Rin remembers what Reese was like with
1: his grandkids. Some men are like, no, I'm not going to hold a baby. Grandpa was like, give me that baby. And I mean, he wouldn't share. And even though Haley
0: was young, she has many fond memories of her grandma and grandpa and growing up on the cattle ranch.
4: After a long day of working on the ranch, we would all go in the house and grandpa and I would sit down and we'd have a ice cold cup of root beer and he would just tell me random stories and, and that's where I got my love for root beer, was from my grandpa.
0: No matter the age, all of the grandkids found plenty to do on the Diamond Bar.
1: I would disappear and go find Mr. T and crawl up on him and either take a nap with no halter no bridle no nothing holding him down
0: and occasionally the grandkids would even find some trouble to get themselves into
3: we had such an overpopulation of ground squirrels horses were stepping in it the cows they just made an absolute disaster and i mean like we had hundreds of them grandpa wouldn't give us the gun because we were underage and so we would take the garden hose and go out and stick it down their hole and be waiting for them to come up gasping for air and whack them over the head with a shovel and then the dog carried them off.
0: Yep, these young grandkids would entertain themselves with a real-life game of whack-a-mole. Meanwhile, this is what Haley would be up to.
4: Like, I literally just remember waking up and then I'd, like, eat some cereal and then i got go outside and I'd... like. Play with my roller skates, I'd go ride my bike, I'd go swim in the creek, and then
0: but one day a phone call from the Huntsman's, a family interested in development, nearly changed everything.
2: But he reached out to my father and wanted to know if he would express an interest in selling our ranch to the Huntsman family. Oh no, we sat down with the Huntsman's. They give us a pretty attractive offer. But I still had two daughters and the daughters went by that night and had a conversation with their grandfather and grandmother expressed how if they sold the cattle ranch where they were going to ride their, their saddle horses. And at that point in time, and that my daughters seemed like they were really enjoying spending more time, more time on the ranch.
4: So I was probably four or five years old when I first heard the talk of uh, potentially selling the ranch. And obviously as a five-year-old, you kind of, you're just thinking about, Oh no, where am I going to go play with my toys or what are Like where are we going to have the puppies? Um, you know, stuff like that. But um, I just remember like, I was really sad and I didn't want him to sell it.
2: And so consequently, I got a phone call the next morning. Your grandpa. Your grandpa says, as long as, is granddaughters are still enjoying the ranch and we're all kind of somewhat enjoying the ranch. I don't think the timing is now to sell the ranch.
0: And thank goodness they didn't. My name is Amber Chambers and I'm Ken's other daughter, Reese's granddaughter. Because I was able to continue to grow up on the Diamond Bar, I have developed a passion for sharing the stories of agriculturalists with people impacted by their work. I am so grateful that my grandpa didn't sell Diamond Bar, the ranch that shaped me into the person I am today. I'm also so grateful for people like you that by eating beef are feeding the dreams of cattle ranchers like Reese Chambers, their kids and their grandkids like me.